What's up, you'll hear it, listeners. Adam here. Peter's over in Europe, but don't worry. You're in safe hands. We're going to have a very good time today. And uh, if you want proof, here it is. My name is Adam Annis, and you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast, Jazz Explained. Today, we are we're going to have a little bit of an appreciation, a little bit of a, an analysis of Herbie Hancock and Bernie Maupin's amazing actual proof. Uh, it's from his 1974 album, Thrust, and it's one of the most iconic tunes from that era from Herbie, or from anyone, really. And this, the tune itself has a bit of lore around it in Herbie's audio, autobiography. He talks about this tune, Actual Proof, and about the groove specifically and about how the record label really wanted something more commercial. And he and his rhythm section of Paul Jackson on the bass and Mike Clark on the drums had had come up with this amazing pocket. And it, it certainly doesn't fit into any commercial box whatsoever, but it has a very, very magical and special feel. So Herbie fought for it and the record, the record label rep said, okay, if you can do it in one take, you know, we'll, we'll use it. And they did. They did one take of it. And this magical groove, thank, thank goodness, it stayed with us here and we get to just uh, bask in its glory. But I'm not really here to talk about the groove today. I'm here to talk about Herbie's solo and about how in a tune like this that has a form full of landmarks, we're going to listen to one of the great musicians of his generation or any generation use the tune to help play his solo. What does that mean? So he's using the big movements, the big landmarks in the song to help guide him through his improvised solo. He's not playing over it. He's not bowling through it. He actually plays some... Uh, some of the the landmark hits and changes that are uh, in this, and figures actually, and and licks that are in the the melody itself, every time through a solo, which is incredible. So what I want to do here, there's a, we're going to link below. There's a copy of our version of the lead sheet where you can see and follow along if you like. But we're just going to listen to the head uh, right coming uh, right right before getting into Herbie's solo. And I'm just going to flag all of the major landmarks. And you can follow along on uh, the lead sheet as well because they're, the hits are on there as well. But the hits are super important, and Herbie proves it. So uh, let's just listen to the tune, and I'm going to flag. You do not, by the way, have to use the lead sheet. If you want to use your ears, it's even better, so you can flag the form. But I will sort of mark what's going on. And then once we get into Herbie's solo, you're going to hear how Herbie uses these important landmarks to define his solo. It's amazing. It's a, it's a true lesson from a master. Let's listen to actual proof. Already, that super loose, magical groove happening. All right, the tune starts on a chord change, two bars. Tune starts now. Uh, there's our first landmark. This A sus thing. Uh, and a four again. 
dotted eighth note. Stop. Another big landmark. That's another big landmark. So we're back at the top of the form. We're gonna play it again. Here's our landmark. G flat over B flat. A7. A7 sus. Another and a four. Dot an eighth. Right every time. Stop time. Gotta get that in there. Gotta get that in. Okay. I'm gonna let it simmer for a minute here before we get into the road solo. So, just real quick, those are those are the big landmarks, right? So if we're if we're following along here, the, the tune itself, it starts with two bars of just C minor, right? There's there's nothing. Uh, and, and Herbie's doing doing that thing there on the on the clav. And then the the tune starts with that that and then there's this hit, right? This this chord that happens on the uh, on the end of four, right? Then there's another four bars. This this G flat um, major seven over B flat, and then to like this A seven altered thing, and then this A sus thing, and then another hit on the end of four in that E flat uh, minor seven flat five. Right? And then we have this figure of all of these like. Right on these, this sort of like dotted eighth note rhythm, another landmark, and then another two bars, and then right like a stop time thing, no chord, and then this figure everybody plays together, including Paul Jackson, the bassist. Right, everybody's playing that. It's kind of a crush note. It's not a. It's more of like this little A flat wiggle that happens, right? So those one two, three, four, five landmarks, right? The first hit on the end of four, the second hit on the end of four, four bars later, the little dotted eighth note thing of the, the, uh, the old, uh, that thing, that's the third landmark. And then the stop time thing is the fourth. And then our figure here, five landmarks. Why are we talking so much about these landmarks? What, why are they important? Let's listen to Herbie's solo. And I want you to notice what happens. What a great road sound. All right, there's our first one. And a four. Second of and four is coming up here. A7 sus. Here we go. Check it out. All right, Kirby's going to start hitting landmarks here. Kirby hits it. A7 sus. And a four. Check it out. That left hand there, that left hand. All right, he's he's now in the groove with that. He hit those dotted A's. Let's keep going. Oh, uh, what? Okay, so now he hit that. Right? He hit that with... With Paul Jackson, he kind of plays through it on the second time. Here's a landmark, and a four. He hit it. And a four. Coming up. Big hit there. 
playing really playing with that uh, those 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 dotted eighths there. He you know he really did some sixteenths in groups of three to uh, highlight that. Let's keep going. There it is again. That's part of the head. And then he's between the landmarks. Hit that end of four. Four bars later, he's going to do it again. Uh, let it breathe there. Uh, and then with that one, with those dotted A's, he did this like... Like these slide down. I can't even do it. These sliding downs on dotted eighths. Again, using the, the tune, right? Letting the tune help you play. It's, it's so important because there are a lot of modern compositions that are written like this, right? With these hits, with uh, rhythmic figures, with melodic figures. And so often I hear players try to play through them or play over them or ignore them. And you can just use the information that's given to you. Just listen to Herbie here. We built up to that man. And the four. Dot of eight. Again, using what's given to you. Again, hitting it back again. In his solo. And then everything that's happening between. Oh. Got a day's landmark, right? Again, hitting that again, making sure we know where we are. And a four. Listen to that. So that first landmark, the and a four, the ba ba da boop. He hits it. He leads up to it just perfectly. And it happens every time. It happens every time. There it is again. You can start to predict it. Stop time. Again, he's coming back in with that. Such a great solo. So, what you're getting here is that the form, these hits, right, these major events that happen. And there he didn't play all of those dotted apples, but these major events that happen throughout the tune that are part of the form, Kirby's not barreling through them, right? That first chorus, he did kind of play through it, and it's cool. And you don't have to hit every one, for sure. But you can hear him chorus after chorus after chorus using what's given to him to great effect. I mean, it really it takes a lot of the composition out of it. The composition's there. It's there to give you ideas. Oh. 
shot at eight. Every time. I bet he's going to hit on the end of four here. Yep. And when I'm, when I'm saying uh, and of four, sometimes it's the eighth note and sometimes it's the 16th note and like that last one. But yeah, so it goes on here for another three minutes. And it's if you don't know this track, it's just one of the most iconic track of the 70s. One of Herbie's most iconic tracks, one of the greatest tunes ever. And I, I was listening to it this morning and I was thinking like, it's just it's such a great lesson in using what is given to you. I and mean, this is his own composition. So he wrote this for himself to play. But you know, this can be anything. If there's something uh, that is in the form that's marked and it's there, don't shy away from it. Don't barrel through it. Don't just play changes or two five ones over it. You know, use what is given to you to great effect and you can then play around with it and let that those big events give you ideas. Like how many times did we just hear Herbie play like, you know what I mean? With that dotted eighth note thing that's happening there in the head itself or the, you know, that that thing he does that almost every single time in some way or another and then the, the times he doesn't do it it becomes an event in, in and of itself where he kind of plays through it but more often than not he's letting the tune uh guide his improvisation and he's he's really playing the tune and letting the tune do the work do the heavy lifting you know and that way your audience also is with you the whole time they know where you are they trust where you are and it's it's you know always it's always a bit of conserving how much brain power you're using as far as like you don't have to compose every single bar of every single tune, right? Like you can use the pre-written information, the song itself to great effect, not only for ideas and for improvisation, but to just help ground the tune in something real. That's not just changes and not just, you know, you blowing over something. So uh, hope you found that as interesting as I did when I was listening to that and noticing how much Herbie used the landmarks to mark where he was. Uh, I just thought it was fascinating and inspiring and something that I plan on working more into my own playing. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, before we go, how about a word from our sponsor? There you go, folks. Uh, we're, of course, always brought to you by Open Studio. I will be back on Monday for another solo episode. Until then, you'll hear it.